So in the previous share, we jumped into a pretty huge subject, which is the question of Maris nowadays. That's, that's pretty major. And by which we mean, more specifically, paskening with regards to colors, to shades, tome tar. So we began with the question of the Masera, as it's very common to describe it. And we saw there were two of the great Paiskim 150 years ago who were asked about a Chacham who he paskin Tame, someone else came and paskin Tar, which is its own halachic topic. And we saw that the Beish Shlema, he said it's a hira, it's a psak, but it's only al pisvara, which has an afkamina in the sugya of Chacham Shahira. And the way he says it is, is you can't say there's any tradition, there's anything you learn from your Rebbe in Maris. All we have is what the Shulchan Aruch says, to stay away from anything that's red, only white and green, white and yellow. So, so if there's any hint of red or black, would be Tomei. So therefore, no one has any uh, no one has any tradition from his rabbi. So therefore, you can't say when it comes to chacham shahira that oh, I paskin according to my tradition. No, you paskin according to your svara. So that means in this case that the first chacham can't be overruled by the second chacham. We saw that David Chaim was asked the same question. He went even further, went more extreme. He said. We stay far away from red. So therefore, it's not even a psak. Women can look at it themselves. There's no psak at all. And if you have a question, it doesn't mean you have to go to the Rav. If you have a question, this topic, so get a group of people, get the Rav B'nei Adam, and figure out together what it looks like to you. Is there red or is there no red? So, according to the Divrei Chaim, the whole sentence, Paskating Maris, is incorrect. There's no such concept. Fine, that's pretty extreme. Um, we already mentioned, on this, just specifically on this question, is it Nimser L'Chachamim or is it Nimser L'Nashim? We find different Achreinim say different things. But, almost everyone would agree that there are some things that a woman can decide on herself, on her own, whether L'Chumra or L'Kula, and, there are some, and then there are things where if there's any doubt, then she shouldn't decide on her own. She should bring a Torah of. And be warned that if you are deciding, don't decide L'chumra where it's not warranted. Don't decide L'kula if it's not warranted. But at the end of the day, a woman doesn't bring literally every single badika that passes through her hands to the Rav. So we obviously, you know, if it's completely clean and white, so obviously everyone agrees there's some things that, are, that have no doubt, so then it's possible that even as time goes on, even slightly stronger shades, if it becomes 100% clear that there's no doubt that it's tamay or tar, then that can be incorporated as well. So there is some room. It's not 100% the rub's domain according to anyone. I saw in the Kaivetz Hamadrich Lahira from New Square from last year, they bring some Shimush and Maris from Amesha Naishlos, who was the previous Rav of New Square. And apparently the main teacher, or one of the main of the, the current uh, Rav of New Square, Rabbi Eisenberger. So they bring there that uh, they once brought a Shaila, and his wife, the Rabbitson, started taking an interest herself 
And she said her opinion. So Rav Naishlas told, I think, his son, that by his rabbi, the Vienna Steif of Wien, you saw the same thing, that before the rabbits, the rabbits in, she guarded, uh, she was the one who was uh, guarding the door. Before you got in, she took an interest herself to see if there's Bechal Shaila here. She's the gatekeeper. And if it was a Dover Pasha, she didn't even, uh, she would say, it's not even a Shaila, you can go home. And she paskened, quote-unquote, herself. So back to what we were discussing. So we said that if we assume that even 150 years ago when these Shilas were asked, they were still not, they were still being machmer in the color brown and they were only metahir mamish, only white and yellow like the Shulchan Aruch says, which is in fact Lashon the Shulchan Aruch that's quoted in the Beish Lema right here. So in Bezoi, Mestama, the Shilas relating to colors were probably much fewer and the few that there were, were probably often very simple. And even here, where there was some kind of disagreement, right? One Rav said one thing, another Rav said something else. So the Divrei Chaim then goes on and explains that Avade must have originally had some kind of reddish hue, and then it must have sort of gone away, gotten whiter, and that would explain why one Rav said this, one Rav said that. Otherwise, Kenish Zayin, the two Rabbanim, would have two different opinions. The color itself must have changed. Ah, and then in that case, of course you have to follow the first Rav anyway, even if it's not paskening, but surely when he saw it, he saw that it was red. So there beside this talking no room, there's no basis for a Messiah. What do you need a Messiah for? And of course, that's besides the fact that all the sources that we do, from all the sources that we do have, there is in fact no Zecher, no reference whatsoever to any kind of ancient Messiah. And it just doesn't seem like there were that many questions, monthly questions back then, regarding colors. When it comes to Tzliya, life was a lot messier back then, so it seems like they had many more questions about stains coming from all kinds of strange possible uh, origins. In the last 100 years or so, as being Mater and Brown has become more widespread, so then, that's where you start having different Messiahs from different Meira who each in turn trained many uh, Talmidim, because now, all of a sudden, these halachas have gotten complicated again. And that doesn't mean there's one Messiah. There's, now there's multiple Messiahs, quote-unquote, meaning multiple Meira in the last 100 years came up with a gang, a mahalach, of how to distinguish between the browns and the reds. And there are those who would make the argument that besides the shock of Italian halacha, about brown, the Atsum Metzias, that all of a sudden we have Mercedes, which implies disagreements, suggests that something's wrong. That's what some would argue. That how, if, if, if this is how it turned out, then aren't we doing, uh, hasn't something gone wrong? Okay. We started already looking into the, the basic Mercedes of Simon Kuf Peches. There are five colors, uh, five shades, depending on how you exactly how you explain it, of, of red in the Mishnah. Then there are the ones in the Mishnah, the colors of the shades in the Mishnah that are tahar, which clearly seems to mean that originally it had nothing to do with redness because some of the Maris Tahirim were red, but it's just a certain Mesoida that they had. And already in the Gemara, you see a Meram that said that they already felt they didn't, uh, they didn't have a, a handle on it. 
And then you get to the time of Rishonim, when it was Angunum by everyone, like we see in the Rosh, Shabbatayrus Halolo, Ein Baki Lidus Badamim Lishayin Achachmasay, to distinguish Ben Dam Ladam, Ba'afilu B'meichach Me'a Talmud, Ha'yim Menachacham Shayinim Noim Lidus Dam, Kol Shekein Ha'idna, She'ein Latar Shum Dam Ha'doyme Lamaris Admumis, and the way the Beis Yosef is magdid it, the kibin shem noitim lamare admumis, even the ones in the Mishnah that the Mishnah says are fine. But einon ubekim b'maris mitaminin lohu, v'lo mitaharinon ela lovin v'yarek, by which we mean yellow mishum dales lohu nitiyo laadmumis klal. So the, the literal evan abayichin, the standard, the test is: is there nitiyo laadmumis or there's no nitiyo laadmumis? That's since the Rishonim how these halachas work. And we mentioned, we touched on the fact that on some level you have to take cultural considerations and differences in cultures into account when you discuss colors. And this is recognizable from within what Chazal themselves say, but we can also witness this out there in the world. So, for example, the word Yarek in Chazal was a word that encompassed what we would call yellow, green, and blue. And it doesn't just, it's not just a technical thing, what do you call it? It means that if someone, just like you go to the shelf and you see two shades of blue, someone asks you, are those the same color? You would say, yeah, they're, they're both blue. Can I tell the difference between shades of blue? Of course I can. But those are both one color. So in the time of Chazal, that meant that if you showed someone a yellow object and a green object and a blue object, you asked them, are these the same color? They would say, yeah. They're the same. They're all Yarek. That's Yarek Karsi. That's Yarek Kazov. That's Yarek. But that means literally that the word encompassed multiple colors that in our minds is already hard to see as one. Only when you get to Taisvis, who spoke European languages, which are close to how we speak, so then you start seeing a more familiar way of discussing these sugyas. So for example, in Sukkah, they take all the Bekaitis about Yarek, and they say, okay, these are Tseva Shekairin Virdbalaz, that's green. And these are Tseva Shekairin Irindabalaz, that's blue. And these are Tseva Yalabalaz, yellow. Oh, so now Taisus is speaking in familiar terms. This is green, this is blue, this is yellow. But in Chazal, it's all one big mixture. They don't see any needs to, to clarify. And they'll even say, you'll see in Chazal, they'll say, this is the same color as that, and one is green and one is blue. So it also seems like there's a fairly strong insight to say that this may have been the case originally with regard to red, that once upon a time, brown was not considered its own color, but a sort of variety or shade of red. And in other words, if you ask someone, these two things, are they the same color? They would say yes. Doesn't mean they couldn't tell the difference. But the language and the culture meant that it was classified in one's mind as two varieties of the same color. And I saw someone who wanted to make the assertion that essentially, if you look in Chazal, Chazal use, Yishayinim who are speaking in Hebrew, use a four-color language. There's black, there's white, there's Yorek, which is yellow-green, and Adam, red. All the other terms you'll see for colors in Chazal are referring to objects. Zahav is, is gold, Chelis is a dye, Argaman is a dye, Talashani is a worm. Those are all specific objects and dyes used in life, and they were able to reference them in conversation. Just like the Mishnah references all kinds of things 
for different colors of red. But those are the only four proper colors as colors. And in fact, hmm? we're going to get into that as a uh, you know, specific discussion in a separate uh, installment. I'm just giving some colistic uh, ideas to keep in mind. So I found an article about languages even today. There are people who have studied thousands of languages. Obviously, many of them are obscure at this point across the, uni- across the universe. They say, when a language has three terms for colors, if you're a three-color language, the first are black and white, the third one is almost always centered on use that English speakers would call red. So if you have a three-color language, it's always black, white, and red. There are no languages of three-color terms where the, 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 it would be black, white, and green. That doesn't happen. If a language has four-color terms, they will be black, white, red, and either yellow or green, which would be familiar from what we see in Chazal. In the next stage... Both yellow and green are present. So there's a distinction that gets separated. While the next color terms to be added are blue and brown in that order. English, by contrast, has 11 basic colors. That's where we're holding at this point. We have black, white, red, green, yellow, blue, pink, gray, brown, orange, and purple. So you just have to be able to understand where other people are coming from with their language and how they perceive colors. They mention that brown is the last of those basic colors on the list. And we can actually kind of trace the history of the color brown in language being recognized formally and consistently as a color. If you're speaking English, in English the word is brown, and in Yiddish and German the word is brain, essentially all the same word. So that word seems to have developed in the last 1,000 years or so, and I've seen them, them say that in English, at least, the first source where we see brown appear to be used in the modern sense of a proper color is around the year 1300. So, to a, rec- a fairly re- relatively recent development, certainly it's already deep into Rishayna. And in fact, it's interesting that English and German actually have a, a mamish, its own words for, for brown, because in many other languages, it seems that they actually use the names of objects till today as the, the source for the term for brown. So, for example, I saw online someone was asking, what's the correct way to say brown in Spanish? Is it, I didn't look up the pronunciation, but is it like cafe, call it coffee-colored? Or is it marron? Marron, originally from French, refers to chestnuts. Coffee and chestnuts, by the way, are the two things that every single chuva on the topic of the matter brain, they always say, like Armainim and coffee. Those are the two things that are associated with the color. So the, that was the question. Which word in Spanish? Like coffee or like chestnuts? And by the way, in English we have the word maroon. And the word maroon in English comes from the same term, chestnuts. But yet, in English, maroon is a brownish crimson, which is fairly red, if you look it up. Which itself goes to show you that uh, even chestnuts, the definition of chestnuts, the definition of brown very close to red. Anyway, my point is is that there seems to be a very close connection between language and how we grasp and group colors, and that, just to keep in mind, can have an impact on these halachic discussions. So, Lamaisa, the serious discussion about the color brain and started in the 1700s, 
started gathering speed in the 1800s and really only became recognizable as we know it today in the 1900s, as, as, as recently as that. So in this year, I'd like to go through just an overview of the main Makaitis in Ahreinim themselves so we could have a sort of a Tayredik anchor in the Suge, not just saying, uh, you know, broad statements. You can go through some of the Svarim and that will then enable us to then advance to the discussions that are taking place today. And before I get to these Makaitis though, a disclaimer, there's a certain difficulty when you deal with a subject like this because ultimately there are many Browns. So when things are being written in writing, especially when they're not being particularly vivid and clear, so it's, let's say it's never really possible to know if everyone's even talking about the same things, everyone's saying words. What do those words represent? It's hard to know, hard to know for sure. Maybe someone who's Machmer and Brown is talking about something very specific. Although, as we said, all the Chuvas are all mentioning the color of coffee, for example. Color, color of coffee is a pretty not reddish-brown. There's no, no variation of coffee that I've seen that has any reddishness as we would identify it. It's also possible, nowadays especially, people point out that sometimes Paiskim, the Paskin Amaris today, when they write their Sefer, they're a little bit more machmer, and then you hear, oh, Balpeh, they're, they're a lot more mekel. So it could be there is some kind of gap like that in the past as well that we don't know about. But that could always be true, and we can only work with the sources that we have. And we can try to, with whatever uh, caveats and disclaimers, we're going to try to work with what we have. It's also one more disclaimer to make, to make. It's also hard to know whether there is any difference in the rate of brown maris. Could it be that maybe once there were fewer and now there are many more? We can't know for sure. Times, places, diets, lifestyles. But I would think that it's probably most common right after the, the five days when a woman's trying to become tar is probably when it's most common, essentially when her body is still finishing, concluding the Dmei Nida. So it would make sense to assume, it's very possible, that back in the day, they just Taka viewed it as one Hemshech, as one continuation. Oh, she's not clean yet. She she's, you know, started off redder, got a little darker, but she's not clean yet. And, okay, so we'll delay the Tara by a day or two. What's the problem? Especially since our understanding of ovulation is, I assume, fairly, fairly recent. And the idea that, oh, there's a window for ovulation, and if you delay the tara for a certain percentage of women by one or two days till they're fully white and clean, then that might mean that they'll never have a chance of becoming pregnant. Who knows how many people a uh, hundred years ago talk uh, you know, could have all just been, you know, they weren't, they didn't have children. It could have just been something as simple as that, unfortunately. We don't know. Um, but since they were not aware of that, so it would just make sense that, if I had to guess, that people might have just viewed it that way. So, I said that the discussion starts in the 1700s, but many have pointed out that in the last few decades, there's actually a much older mucker that was printed as a shut, Yefei knife by Rabbi Yitzchak Mazia. He lived in the time of the Ramah. And you find this, I mentioned this in the past, with the Sheikh, with the Mekar Chaim, that sometimes you find that Dafka, a Sefer that's been in Xaviad for 500 years, turns out that he's, 
he spoke about a subject, he spoke about a question 200 years ahead of everybody else. We only find that out, Lachar HaMaisa. So that's an exa- this is an example of that as well. In Shut Yefeinayv, Simit HaDagvav, he writes, V'leka l'sapuki b'mara broin imhu min amara satmeis ilav. He seems to be the first to mention it. I don't know if he's the first safer to mention the color Bechlal, but certainly the first that anyone knows of in this context. And he uses the German word Brein. So there's no suffix whether it's from the, the Maris Atmeus or not, because all the Paiskim said, And the Mardchai says clearly, green and gel. We're using words that we know, green and gel, and bloy, that's all yarek. That's it. We're only metire, loving and yarek. That includes green, yellow, and blue. Brown isn't green, yellow, or blue. Hi, mara brain. Pshita denoite yeser lad mumis. Mikol hanimaris. Vein, bechla yarek. The only category you could shoehorn it into is yarek, and it's clearly not. If anything, it's more like ad mumis. And this noite lad mumis, of course, is uh, what we say is a problem. Even Makaitis from Sadashan that even has a problem with Libun and Yarek. Okay, that we don't go with, that we're not Khishtu. But Kamakam Kamara Brain, Lekamanda Masabik Bay, Shaloyitame. That's what the Yefe Noif said in the fifteen hundreds. So he's the only one who had anything to say about it. And he says, obviously everyone knows for a fact that it's Natalad Mumma, certainly not Yarek. So, of course, it's not, it's included in the Maris Asunim, not in the Maris Mutarim. This Makar was not published at the time, it wasn't known, and therefore it didn't have any direct impact on these halachic discussions. But since he's the only person to speak up for this entire period, so one would tend to assume that he's representative of that entire period. No one else had anything uh, to the contrary to say. But now we get to the main, the Makar that really started the discussion from which there's a continuous discussion, that is Rabbi Yaakov Emden. Rabbi Yaakov Emden's Sefer She'elis Yaivetz was printed, he printed it in the year 1738. So he says, It's like the shells of chestnuts, like coffee. So he says, So the way he looks at it, coming from his perspective, it's like there's been no discussion about it. There's no clue one way or the other. It's like it's been completely ignored this entire time. So he says, Nidalee, I think we should be makel, because Basr Tzali, the Mishnah says, is really tar. Even though we're machmir, but this is definitely a lot less red than Basr Tzali. So Basr Tzali, which is a shade of pink, essentially, in his opinion. We're, it's really tar, and we know, we know what that shade looks like. But we're machmer anyway. We're bucky, and we're still machmer. We don't want to get confused. Not like we're not bucky. We're bucky. We just don't want to get confused. Because it has an etiyah. And the rule is, if whatever is an etiyah, we're machmer. That's, that's pink. So he makes a claim. He says, it's not red, I don't see any red. Look at coffee, taka. If anything, it reminds me of black. So his big idea is, is that it's simply not red. Um, now, according to how we look at colors today, that would depend on which shade of brown, like coffee, like he mentioned. Chestnuts, on the other hand, not so simple, because there are some chestnuts that are, uh, they'll do lean more towards red. 
There's also, there are also browns that lean towards yellow, as he himself will uh, seem to mention soon. Uh, the modern definition of brown, now we have, you know, people grow up today, you hear colors, this color is a mixture of those colors, that color is a mixture of those colors. That seems to be a pretty modern understanding of how colors work, but we'll just mention it for the sake of mentioning it. If you look up brown, shades of brown can be produced by combining red, yellow, and black. So essentially, brown by definition has an atia to red and to black and to yellow. So if you emphasize the yellow part, then that will be the least of your problems. Yaakov Emden is trying to argue that it's black and not red, and he's going to try to argue that because it's like black and not red, that makes it easier, that makes it better. Khair, what's the, how, what, what is saying that it's more black than red help us? Aren't red and black both uh, tame? So he says, no, it says in the Mishnah that Deho of Shachar is Tahar. And there's no Sveikas, by, by red, it says they got confused. It doesn't say they got confused about black. Now, it's not clear what he's trying to say. Is he really trying to say that Alpi Halacha, Alpi Shulchanarach, a light shade of black is Mutter, and therefore brown is a light shade of black and is Mutter? That's a big discussion of the Achreinim that come after him, because seemingly that's not the Halacha. But that's what he seems to be saying. And then he adds, Kol Shekein B'yorek Brain. So is he talking about the same thing now, or is he talking about a more yellowish brown? He says, that's not even black. It's not even faded, faded black. If you take this brown and you have a very deep version of it, it reminds you a little bit of a very faint black. So it's still... There's a, lot of, there's a lack of clarity in what he's saying. Is he talking about two shades of brown? He's saying one brown is like Dea de Shachar, and that's fine as well. And then one is not Shachar, or is he explaining the same brown he was talking about this whole time, the coffee? But at least at this point, he's making the point that at least is at least one shade of brown that's not, it's almost like it's its own thing. And he adds Kavachaymer from green, from yellow. According to Chazal, yellow and red also have a connection. And yet, no one says there's a problem with yellow. So, even more than some yellows. Hard to understand why. Okay. That's what he says. He ends off by saying, that means until now, he's been talking about, uh, you know, Bidikas. So, Yaakov Emden essentially, you could say, made history here and, and gave us this Yusuf. He went out and made a statement that it's fine. Of course, you can always ask and debate what color, what shade is he talking about. Um, one Labavachemaker that deals with this more be'ion lately is Machin uh, Michal by Rav Michal Shlema Avishid from Beit Shemesh. And Tavshanai and Zion, he printed a tadpis of Ishir Manida on four topics. Um, I don't know if he even printed it. There's a PDF that I found. And one of them is on this sugya of Brain. And what's one of the makaitis I was looking at when I was going through this topic for the Shir. However, Yaakov Emden was not actually really located and situated in the, the best spot, the best time and place to have a direct halachic impact. It's not like he had Talmidim, that were Moira Heira. He was a bit in his own category. It also doesn't seem like his Sefer was necessarily so widely influential, at least immediately. So the next important marker, which is 
probably more important for spreading this idea is the Sidre Tara. The Sidre Tara is by Vokharan Ashkenazi, originally from Germany. And of course, Sidre Tara is a very, very central Chashuva Sefer in these halachas, very influential. Um, it's not fully clear from the Sharablat when it was printed. From looking at the Sharablat, it looks like the year should be 1773, which would be like a year after the Magad passed away, when Al Rebbe just barely started out. However, most places say it's from 1783, probably because it, the Sharablat implies that he passed away, and we seem to know that he passed away in Tufkov Mem, so one of the Yuds on the Sharablat has to also be part of the, the Gematria of the year, so 1783. Sidre Tara Sidon Kufpe Chesif Kotnalov says, Kol Mara Adam says in the Gemara, it says this whole thing about in Baitkin, Ella bin Chamal, it's sale, you have to have, when you're checking the colors, you have to have the, the right lighting. He says, the Paiskim, they skip all this. Why? Because we're not doing Maris. Chazal were doing Maris, they needed lighting. We're not doing that. And not in Bekim and Maris Domim, but Lay Metaharinon, Ella Mara Yorek Velovin. That's how he starts off. Okay? That stems with the general point that it seems like Amol, no special mumchias uh, was necessary to Paskin Maris. Then he adds, Matsasi Kosov, and he notably doesn't say where, which is like Klipas Armoin, Chamashka Kave, is Tahar, the Ain Sora Chlemer Bekasem. He's he brings it very bekitzer. It says in the Mishnah that shachar, faint shachar is tahar. So he brings all that teichin of the Yerkan, and then very bekitzer, that same mysterious idea from the Mishnah that everyone gets bothered by. Many point out that he didn't even mention the makar. He just said matzasi kasev. And some of those who even looked in the city of Taratak didn't know what his makar was. But as time went on, people realized, oh, okay, the Shalos Yavitz, that's the makar. He mentions it again, actually, in Simon Kuf Tzadik here, where we're learning, by the Zion Samanim, in Sifkot Numbez. He brings that there really is a shitta from the Tvu Asher, by Trefus, where there also are Shilas of Colors, that he has a, the Tvu Asher Taka has a Yusoid to think that by faint Shachar we should be more Mekel. By reds, Ramachmer, Kolanaitaladmumis, but maybe when it comes to black, Lavdafka, there is at least an argument to be made. The Sidre Tara Dafka is Doicha, the Tuvo says, no, it can't be. We don't, uh, we treat all the halachas of Nida equally. We don't say we're being Mekel and Shachar. Then he says, though, in the context of Simon Kupzadak, is Ksamim, Bekamakam Nida Bekasam, Hanaita the Shachar, Veini Shachar Mamish, the Yesh Lahakal. Kivan Dalaka Isra Deiraisa Elamid Rabbanon. Because the whole Isra of Ksamim is Midrabbanon. But Dafka Briya Gemura. He's still talking about So surely we're machmir in all shades of black. But when we say that, it's by bedikas. By kasim could be tzirif of shachar and ksamim could be remakim. Also confused some of the achrenim that came later because it sounds like from this context that he's only even with brain he's only talking about ksamim maybe and not bedikas because he just came from saying that by neitel shachar we're only make up by ksamim and not by bedikas and then kol shekain brain not so clear 
People point out that in the last uh, few decades they printed a, a work by Rabbi Tzal Ronsberg of Prague, B'Shem Pischei Nida, that he uh, wrote, you know, he wrote it in the year 1806, a bit later, and he writes, I'm, I'm going to mention what I saw in the Sidre Tara, and he says, He calls it the, the Kula of the Sidre Tara, and I heard people being Ma'ar, because he wrote, Kosov, and he didn't say where, they found that suspicious. People were big ma'ar on that. Be a guy to you, matzasi doverze. That it's Yaakov Emden. Aye, why are you? It's not, it's not typical for the Sidre Tara. It's not in character. Why did he just write matzasi kasu? So he says, interesting historical theory. He says, ulai tino haisa belibayalov. Maybe he had, he was upset at the Yaakov Emden. Why? Mepasa machlekes shahayel hayayvitz nagad. The Rashka Baha, Baltafaris Yisrael, Kreis Yuplesi, Yurim Betumim, Yaris Dvash. We know, everyone knows, famously, there was a Machlaikas, so it could be the Sidney Tara had that in the back of his mind, and he liked what Yvak Ramdan was saying, but he, he didn't feel, he didn't really want to dignify him with a, a clear shout out. So then he ended up confusing people later on, but Yagaitu Matsasi, it's. Yvak Ramdan and Ebazoi, it has a mocker, and the Sidney Tara brings it. Ebazoi, we could rely on it. So he seems to, he mentions Ma'aradim, but he's at least joining and embracing it. A continuation to that discussion, we see in the Shah Shuvah Simlas bin Yaman, Revolf Hamburg. He was a Rav in Germany in the 1800s, which means already after things had started changing in Germany, the Rabbanim were already a bit of the, the new style. So Shuvah Simlas bin Yaman was printed in 1840. So there's a Shaila, he was asked by a Talmud of Hirsch ben Lekish of Frankfurt. He writes, the Talmud writes, I have a question, there's a woman who I know, she has a lot of maris during her seven days. She's seeing brown all the time, if we were that, she'll never be taught. Now, this is Sidre Tare, who brings the Matsasi Kosov, and he was already aware, Rabbi Yadik Saviad, that Rabbi Tzalar Ansberg Take found it in the Chuvas Yaivitz, although I don't have a copy of that Sefer. Although, it's not clear from the Sidre Tare whether you can rely on it from, uh, by Badikas or not, right? Because we saw from the Sidre Tare and Simakov Tzadik, it sounded more like Samim only. That's how some people understood it. So the Sidre Tare brings it, but maybe the Sidre Tare doesn't want to rely on it for Badikas. And I heard that uh, you are of the Simlas Binyamin, you also do not rely on it. So please clarify the situation. And I can't think of how you could slug up the Sidi Tara. It's a Mishnah, no? Isn't it a Mishnah that uh, faint black is Tahar? And I'm sending you two actual Maris, more like a, maybe a little more rare. You actually see like a little uh, modern type question. I'm sending you two Maris. Um, so they're, they're from... Uh, Fifth, fifth, day five and day six from the Zion Akim. Not that the rest work better, but I'm sending you those two. Oh, Ruba de Ruba, Mara Bruin. And you, please get back to me. So here are the Maras, here's the question. So the Simlas Binyaman responds, doesn't have a date, but it's before 1840. He says, I got your letter, and now I'm looking into your Shaila. So he says, even though I didn't find anybody who disagrees with the Siddhartha, and in fact, the Tshuva Me'ava, Talmud of the Nidabi Yehuda, also just quotes 
just, just a quote, B'Shem Neshelos Yaivetz, without offering any disagreement. He says, Ah, my colleague, Remendel Kargoy, told me that uh, people are, are saying how great the city of is, it's unbelievable safer, and he told me that there's that one cooler where he's matter, the matter brain, Pikbeku Alav Haloimdim in Frankfurt. But there was, you heard Balpeh, that when the Sefer came out with his hatter, the Lomdim in Frankfurt said, oh, we're not so sure. But I didn't hear any, uh, it's like a, I didn't hear it with uh, any Svaris, any Marimakaymas. In Frankfurt, they didn't like it. But, if you ask me, the whole vert, the whole idea is, Nismatu Alavavis, Kaldover Shanaiti Lamare Odim Tame, Sahachanami, I agree that it's Shachar. But if it's Naitil Amara Shachar, it's also Tame. We treat Adam and Shachar the same. There's no, if you're saying Naitil Adam, the red is always Tame, Naitil the black is also Tame. Who's going to be mad to that? We're not, uh, we're not able to make any distinction. And then he mentions Taka, there is Taka, the sheet of the Tavua Shar, that black should be treated differently than red. But he says the Sidre Tara himself brought the Tavua Shar disagreed with him, and then goes on to say about the brain. So he just saw it as confusing. Well, does, does the Sidre Tara hold that certain, um, that certain shades of black are, uh, you know, are, that certain shades of black are tar, or, or not? He's dis- disagreeing with the Tavur on shades of black, and then he's coming back around with the brown. So, he says, if you want to say it, some only, that I could, that I could accept. But Ada Baduk, you treat it like a Deiraisa. He says, and it's happened, there have been times where I've seen a certain, it looks like a schmutz, but it's thick, and I was Matame. Kolshikein Zayin Akim, I'm assuming he means by, by maybe even by Ksamim, Kolshikein Zayin Akim. So on the one hand, the oldest Makaitis that I just mentioned, they're all from. Germany, Bohemia, Moravia, that corner of, of Europe. So on the one hand, he says, I haven't heard of anyone disagreeing with the Sidre Tara. It's not clear if he means halacha he saw people being matir, or he just hasn't seen anybody b'ksav respond to the Sidre Tara. But he heard Balpeh, he heard people say that in Frankfurt they didn't like it. And in the last few years, someone printed from Ksav Yad of another Rav, from also this circle, who also writes... Shachachmi Frankfurt Irarolov in his halachas that he wrote himself privately. And the person who printed this points out that Sayyid Mendel Kargoy, who was the, the one who told the, the Simas Ben Yaman about Frankfurt, and Sayyid, this Rav who wrote this Ksavyah, they both were Talmidim of Rav Nassim Adler, the, the Rebbe of the Chsam Seifer in his yeshiva in Frankfurt. So it makes sense to say that when we say in Frankfurt, we mean Rav Nassim Adler. And by the way, that Rav, not Ksavyad, which we only have in the last few years, he, uh, on, he was made on himself. If it's yellowish, he interestingly says, that yellowish brown, it's yellowish enough that I'm matter And even bedikus. Okay, that's the interesting marker that we just got in the last 10 years. As always, it's difficult to know what everyone's describing, but that's interestingly a marker that's actually describing what he did with Poyal Mamash. Interestingly, back to the Simas Binyamin, there's still a twist, because the guy who asked the Shaila, 
asked the Shail about Brain Bechlal, the Simus Biyaman said, can't be Matar Brain, but he also sent him to Maris. So the Simus Biyaman said, I also got the Maris you sent me. When I looked at them, I say they're yellow, they're not brown. So your whole story, the whole sugya, all her Maris are brown, I don't know, I got the Maris, they look yellow to me. Okay, maybe, uh, maybe it wore off, maybe you saw it lach, and I got it yavish, and we follow B'Shal Shiyatzim and Aguf, that's its own discussion. But he says, in the future, if Ataka is noitim lamadah shocher, a blackish brown, as he describes it, like chestnuts and coffee, and she can't be matar labayla, so, tekanas benes yisrael, then she should do a hafsek, he says, she should do a hafsektara, and not check every day, which is something you hear about today as well, if you don't have a choice to try to just be clean at the beginning and then ignore the middle. If not, get back to me. Again, not clear. Does that mean that, at least in that, in, in those countries, it was talking espashat lemaiseb, because he says no one, I didn't hear anybody disagree, or does it just mean no one wrote anything but he's looking for a safer that talks about it? Um, but he also says he heard that in Frankfurt there were makabalit. We also saw that Rebbe himself wrote the Shemati Ma'arim. He's willing to accept, Taka, that it's more black than red, but he doesn't understand. One of the questions that there is, is there's the two schools of thought. Some say it's Pashat red. And then the school of thought that says, fine, Lomerzogan is black. Well, how does that help me? Black and red are the same din. Interestingly, he says that what he got ended up being yellow. So that would suggest, assuming that both people weren't crazy, that the brown that was sent him, L'Chathilataka, was a, a, a faint yellowish brown. And yet, the implication is that at this point it's too yellow, but if it was slightly more brown, but how much more brown could it have been, then maybe it would have been considered Taka brown, that's awesome. Only, so anyway, he says only in some you could be Mekel, which of course is not Shaykh to Rav Maris that we're talking about. And if you just want to be uh, the pure speculation, I would wonder, yes, all of these Makaitis, all these early Makaitis are from Germany or its satellites. I would wonder if even the fact that the word brown is Dafka a German word, I would wonder if the existence of that word Dafka somehow brought the question there sooner. Someone also points out there's a safer right before Ma'ari Er, printed in 1831 by the Iron Worms of Metz in France, but he was also originally from Germany. I mentioned him that he was one of the first to discuss microscopic teloim, and that some say he's Bechlal, he became Kali in the end, and others defend his honor. So someone points out that in, in his safer Ma'ari Er, printed in 1831, he writes, There's a Chibur Chadosh, he doesn't say the name, but it's clear he means a Sidre Tara. He says, And that's Chibur, he's martyr to look at Maris by night. And what's he talking about? I, the Paiskim, don't get into it. It was obvious. You can't see anything. Even yellow. You can't see yellow properly uh, at night. And then he throws in, He's metar that also. Okay, the whole safer is uh, not serious. That's the Ma'ari's response. But this work was not very influential. No one else seems to quote it. So until now, we've been focusing on a bunch of German Makaitis that are attack uh, more in the tough coughs, right? The Sudetara, we said, is in the late 1700s, and the rest of this discussion is following that. And is definitely a lot more leaning towards being Mechabal and Sudetara. That seems to be the default. Sudetara said what he said, 
is there someone who disagrees or not? The question is, what, 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 what about other countries? Now we actually find another early response in Italy, in the Sefer Miskaras HaSholchan, although it's a totally different uh, country, totally different tradition, but in the Miskaras HaSholchan, Menachem Azayim Mer Castanovo, he writes, he quotes directly from the Yaivetz. The Yaivetz is Matar, but we know, and even pink were Matama, we're not Baki, so he's in the school that says it's red, and can't be Matar. But the Iker question is, what about Eastern Europe? Because, we, as Yiddishkeit, we, uh, we're a hemshech to Eastern Europe. So we find that the discussion there starts uh, a while later. So the earliest we find is the Reish Ephraim. The Reish Ephraim on Trefus by the famous guy, the Ephraim Zalman Margolius. He was in Galicia. It's printed, uh, seems, in the 1810s. He writes, I found him Sidritara, and he quotes the Sidritara, and he says, Ich versteinisch, an eichel yadati, ma'anyin broin l'shochar. What's the connection between brown and black? Klippas are mainim, naitila adam, yesim mishachar, chestnuts are red, not black. And even if you say it is black, we treat black and red the same. Unless you're just going to say you're talking about ksamim, which are dinabanan, so you want to combine faint black with ksamim, and which maybe is what the Sidretari is actually saying in Simon Kofsadik, but it doesn't seem that way from what he quotes, Bistam, Tsasi Kosov. The Matsasi Kosov, Yubiakim Emden, which he doesn't seem to know, but the Makar, the Matsasi Kosov seemed to mean even Damamish, Vizeinoi. A bit after him, we find in, in 1835 in Atze Levaina on by Nissen of Dubna, he writes, in Nida, he writes, see also what I wrote in Trefus, the Badamamish, Ein Lahaklabaza, the Naitila Adam Yesamishachar, the Afshachar Tamabinida. So, Franz Almar Golias says it's red. The Atzilavayna says it's red. But the main discussion really started about 50 years after the Reish Ephraim. And one can also speculate, does it have to do with how widespread the Sidre Tara was? Because the Sidre Tara originally was printed in Germany. And maybe it wasn't uh, so widespread in Eastern Europe immediately afterwards. Mashenkin in the 1830s, we find they started printing it in Europe and in Lvov, so maybe Pasha the Sidre Tara became more widespread there, Yeshlachker, or you could say that in the 1860s is when a bunch of Chachamim all independently wrote Svarim Anidah. So that's, if you don't write a Sefer Anidah, you can't discuss Brain. You first have to write a Sefer about it, and then you can discuss it, and that's when a bunch of these Svarim were all written at the same time. So we find one after the other, Lachem is similar, of Shlema Gansfried of Hungary, he printed this in 1861 before the Kitzvah Shulchan I actually mentioned the Shir of Heteves, about his connection with the Divri Chaim, and he got us coming for the Lachem B'Simla, but not for the Kitzvah Shulchan So in 1861, Lachem B'Simla, and the Simla, very B'Kitzvah, he writes, the Sidra Tara says what he says, because we see it's Mohu Me'odoim Vishachar, it's red and black. Just like black is a messed up red, so the same for, for brown. As I bekitzer, wipes it up. So that's that's in Hungary. Another chibur printed at that time is the Pridea, printed in, also in 1861 by Brazil Dave Halevi, a Karsan, in Ukraine. He was a chassid of Savran. There in the section Sifse Levi Sifkat Nalaf, he writes, "Sidretaris said he said, First of all, what's up with saying that Dea the Shacher is fine? How does that help you?" Gets into that whole sugya, then he gets into the sugya and some kuf tzadik. Is it just ksamim? Even that's sarachion. 
not, not uh, being very responsive to uh, this idea. You find part, so that's hungry Ukraine. We find part of the by Ramesh Yitzhak Avigdor, who was a Litvashirov and Covenant, Shklov, and other stuff. He passed away in 1865, a was printed in 1869, and there in the section called Sif Sechachim, Sif Aleph, he says, look in Siddhartha. Then he was Messiah to Simon Kof Tzadik, the word seems like the Siddhartha is only relying on some of the Rabbanim, but not Radiya Gemurah, Batikas Eid, and Bechlal the Raya of the Makr, the Mutsasi Kosov, whoever that is, is Lachayra Temua, and Bechlal the Dinot, Mehane al Siddhartha, Shehevi Kamapshitus, Divrei Mutsasi Kosov, Ubehemes Hudas Yechidis. He is a revelator. His impression is the das yechidus divrei apayiskam adishayim mavur lahapech dein chilak b'mara adam l'shachar. We treat red and black. This doesn't matter if it's night to the red or to black. It's all the same thing. Ebazoi akapanim eikur bezel l'didan kol mara shachar tamei afilu deyam and adeya udeleika matzasi kasu shevi b'sujetara ka'amur. So. Of Galicia, Hungary, Lita, all in the 1860s, and they're all saying we don't understand the shita. Certainly, they're not aware. They're not referencing any uh, minig to the contrary. And from their response, it's like they're responding to some kind of novelty. Like someone came and said the most uh, novel idea, and they're trying to figure out how to handle it. We are lacking, though, descriptions of what was actually going on then. Of course, we can't go and quote all the achreinim, but we'll just quote a few more. So, for example, the Shut Beishleimah that we quoted about, that there's no Mesiris in Maris in that Shaila, he actually has a direct uh, tshuva on this topic. In Yeridei Abay Simon Dalit, there's a tshuva from 1865, Chof Shvat. Uh, says was a woman, she toiveled after she gave birth, she was Meshamish and Baila, and then they found a big reddish stain on her clothing. So they went to this Rav, and the Rav was Matame. They went to someone else, and he was Matar. What he says, it says in Nidah, Isha Mazras Oidim. So Ebazai, it's the Zerah Isha, the Zerah Isha after the Tashmish spread on the sheet, and that's, the, that's where the red came from. There will be toiling in that. And he says, when I read that, Rochvu Kolat Smoisai, Akavoisai Doladonach, and I couldn't believe what I was reading. What? If he was Maira like this, Haida Kaban Saira to Maira. Mishnah, Gemara, Raya Machmas Tashmish. There could have been Taylor, all the Raya Machmas Tashmish this whole time. Now it's the Zera Haidim of the Isha. Obviously, what the Pshad and that whole Musik in the Gemara is, is a discussion for a different time. But uh, he says, to the extent that the woman has a Zera, it's Lavan. I, it says, Isha Mazeras Oidem, that's Oidem Shabavlad. That's how he tries to explain it. Anyway, of course you can't be toiling that. What's this, what's this guy talking about? Ah, oh, the guy had another, had a backup tine. His backup tine was that it wasn't red, it was brine. She says, even if that's true, and we know that Siddhartha brings the Matsasi Kasuf, ain't makim lismachalzeh. Because his whole word is that it's like black, and it's a faint black. Ze'enoi, da'achshav timuchazal kolmada hanaita l'shachar, amban, ran, b'shesh of shach. It has to be love on the gamre. No, 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 it doesn't have to be low in the Gamri, but it has to be like very, very, very white. But if it's Naitamat, the Shachar, Ein Lahatur Bishim Oifen, and the Resh Ephraim, he he's referencing the Resh Ephraim, who says he doesn't understand the Matsasi Kosov, Bifrat Shemata Brain Namet Naitanamik Tsasla Adam. So you see both Tainas, many mention both Tainas. Sai, I don't understand what matters if it's Shachar. Sai, I don't know what you're talking about, it's Naitala Adam. So if they relied on that Moira, after who was Matar, after you were Matama, they need a kapara, kol bio, bia, isanid, dirabanan. 
And especially in this case where they're craven lamazed, because, ah, the Rav told me, the Rav told me, he says, no, it doesn't work like that. If the Rav says something so outlandish and so ridiculous, you don't rely on something like that. And that's an important cloud to keep in mind. You can't just blame it all and put all the chrayas on the Rav. But for that, this Rav had already asked her. So we're seeing a lot, a lot in the 1860s in Eastern European countries. They're all saying, we don't know what's up with the Sejetara, with Matsasi Kosov, but it's not Lahalacha. Other hand, we do have an earlier Chashev Makar, the Chachmas Adam, Chashev Litvish Paisik, passed away in 1820. The Chachmas Adam was printed a few years later in 1828. And in Shar Beis Anoshim, Kamara So he writes as a statement in his Sif. That it's not noita to red. And then he writes in parentheses, Sidri Tara, Beshem Atsasi Kosov, Ba'ai, he says it's noita le shocher, Torachion, because Kol Mara Shocher Tome. So this Chachmas Adam actually confused a lot of Vachreinim as well. In the Pnim, he writes, Ain't it noita to the red, it's tar. In the parentheses, he says, Oh, I don't understand why though. If it's noita le shocher, then it should be Tome. So it depends what you want to go with, the Pnim or the parentheses. But if you go with the Pnim, that is an early Chashvamakar in Eastern Europe, someone saying that it's star. Pischit Shuva on the Daf was printed first in 1836, and then he printed it, reprinted it again in 1852 with his office. Also, just brings up Pistam, Sejetara, Mitsasi Kosov, and he adds, Kosov. I also found the Kosov, Vuhu, and Shailas Yaimits. Let's jump ahead a little bit to, nine, to the 1900s. We find the Levushe Mordechai in Hungary, so. Getting, it's getting recent. This is in 1912. He says, My friend, Hagoin Neyar Dumatz, doesn't say a name, I don't know if we're supposed to know who it is, wrote to me a list of Achreinim or Omachmer Ambrain. So in the new Levusha Martcha, they actually print, we have the, we have the Lashen of that letter. And uh, the person writes that Reish Ephraim, Chachmasadam, Atzilavayna, Omachmer, the Goinim after them, the Beis Shleimah, the Lechem Asimla, the Beis David, another Hungarian Rav. And who would be Mekel Reish Neged Kol Hanigdolah Hamachmirim Befrat Beisur Nida? Also, the Churas Shoy of Shlomi Huda Tabak, printed in 1905, was also Maskim. And in fact, the Churas Shoy says, even if you hold like the Yaakov Emden, Yaakov Emden and the Sudetara, but maybe they had better eyesight. No, Vaiter will say the same thing that we say about Chazal. Yaakov Emden and the Sudetara had amazing eyesight. They could figure it out. How are we going to figure out these Maris? As we know, for those who are Mekel, it's very complicated. So, uh, we don't have the ability. So a lot of Chashu Rabbanim in Hungary are all saying, Allah no go. He says, if this Rav wrote to Levush if it's if it's no red at all, if it's just like coffee with milk, then maybe we could be Mekel and a Kassam after three days for women who this is normal for them. So he's already acknowledging there are some women that keeps on happening. So if it's normal for them and it's that faint, then we can rely on them. But for half sektara, we have to be machmer, because the Chachma Sadam says to even be machmer in yellow by a half sektara. Even though yellow is a chafetish, the maratar, but for half sektara, it has to be clean. So, even this light brown, that's what that Rav in Hungary wrote. So, Levush HaMartcha responds and says that all these Merkaitis are ignoring the Tvu Ashar, the Tvu Ashar that the Rish Ephraim didn't like. But the Tvu Ashar... He says, he 
Gas the way the Tfuah Shur looks at brown is that Einai Loi told us Hashachros, the Loi told us that Mimus Kimara Befnei Atzmehu. So oh, we're finally seeing, which Rebecca Emden might have said, but this is being said clearly. Uh, perhaps it's simply its own color. Then you solve all the problems. It's not noted to this, not noted to that. We're only Machmer what's noted to Mimus, and this is not, so it's not a problem. Like I said, some say that maybe what Rebecca himself is saying. So it sounds like Lewis Shemertchai is leaning towards saying, we could find a basis to be Matai. And he adds, by the way, you, call, you counted the Chachmas Adam among the Machmirim? I think it's the opposite. Look, the Pnim says it's Tar. I, the parentheses, he's just asking on the, on the Siddhi Tara and Yaakov Emden saying that it's a black. How does black help anything? But surely he holds like me that it's its own color. It's a matter of Neatzmai. So that's why, he wrote, what he, that's why he wrote what he wrote in the Pnim. Why would he leave Makim Latoros Bidvarov if Itaka didn't hold that it was Tar? He wrote Tar in the Pnim. Okay. Ah, so it sounds like Levush Amartchai is finally uh, getting on board. So, however, if it's like chestnuts or like black coffee, after all that, this is 1912 in Hungary. But coffee as it comes from the store, from the coffee shop, it has milk, it's a lighter uh, coffee. Okay, we already see someone saying, depends what shade of brown. Dark Etshuva, which is a combination, Anidu, which is a combination of the Munkacher's father and the Munkacher himself, whatever is in brackets is from the Munkacher himself. So they, they come to sum up the Shaklavataya. So the Dark Etshuva's father, the, the, the father of the Munkacher, he writes, I am Peschitshuva from the Sijatara, the I am Besimla, the I am Besifsechacham, the Pardis Rimayim. So those are two Makaitis that say no. And then in brackets, the Munkacher adds, I am Chachmas Adam, I am Simlas Binyamin, I am Kenem Shleimer, Shleimer Haas in Hungary, was also massacred in the Sijatara, Hinich Mitzorachir. See the base David, who's massacred in the Sijatara. See the base of Fraim and Terefe, see the base Shleimer. He's just rattling off all these achreinim that all say that it's no good. And then he mentions that uh, if the woman can't be retired, the Imre Yeshe says that uh, then maybe we can be seimich on the Sudei Tara, but still not have Sektara in Zayin Akiyim. Even he is still machmer on that. Brings the Chur The Chur said, you can't, uh, sometimes you want to say, oh, if the, the tefillah is going to fall on a Friday night, uh, as a result, if you if you treat the brown as a mara, you're going to cause her to be tired on Friday night. If you're matarit, she can not go earlier than Friday night. Don't you want to be makel in order to save her from traveling on Friday night, which causes problems with the chafifa? There's no. It comes to other things, stam kulas in the veltanai, the four days, the five days. That's stam akula. But when it comes to brain, <laughs> this is a mara. You can't be just makel stam for the the joy of it. However, there were, of course, uh, this, I'm just bringing all of these to give you a sense of how literally up until the Darkat Shuvah was printed in 1921. In 1921, the Munkat you open a Shuvah and you still get the sense that overwhelmingly everyone says, Marabroin is Tomei. Are there other Makaitis from those years that say Tar? Yeah. So, for example, there's a Sefer Be'er Mayim Chaim Abu Shetara from 1862 that says, go with the Sujit Tara. There's a Sefer Tara Sisrol from 1910. That says Yeshlahakon. There's a later tradition that says it claims that the Divya Cheskel of Shinova, the Divya Chaim's son, was Mekel. The Arach Shulchan right here says 
Pshita she'en lo'nu la'achmer b'chinam, he fartaiches Rebekah Emden's word to make it make sense. So in conclusion, from all of this information, that's some idea that the paskening that Brown is a marator, even if that spread, mamish, you could say in the last 100 years or less, nothing wrong with that, like any halacha, certain psakim become popular and spread, that's darkish alternative. But what we do see clearly is that aside from these discussions in Torah, sorry, that aside from those makaitis we started with last time, I'd say clearly there's no Messiah. But if you just look at all the Shaklavatariya here about Brian, it's clear there's no Messiah. Another one is just saying Svaris, uh, each one's thinking like it's a new question. Now, it's very possible that there was some Rav somewhere that was already being Makel for a while and was Makabal from his Rav to be Makel, uh, and maybe that goes back to the year 1800, It has to be from after the Sijetara. Could it go back somewhere to the, eight, to the year 1800? It's possible, but we don't know that for a fact either. And anyway, there's no special, nothing special about the fact that, let's say, a certain Rav was Makao from his Rebbe to be uh, Mekel or be Machmer. We don't call that a Messiah, so that doesn't make it special. And we know that even as late as after the Holocaust, there still were many Rabbanim who were still Machmer in this, were very Machmer in this Trum. And apparently, even till today, you can still find. And it's not that they didn't know about the Messiah. No, one isn't more of a Messiah than the other one. They're both completely equal. It just happens to be that in the last uh, few decades, most were tempted to follow the shita. That's Mekel. Which means, because not once you're Mekabal, the Psak, which itself is a very late Psak, to be Mekel Bechlel, then as we say, all the problems open up. Because now, instead of being simple, it becomes extremely complicated again. Which, as we said, seems to itself run a little contrary to how this halacha is supposed to work. Because... Only brown, like coffee, without red, is tar. If, it's, if it is neitelat mumis, still befetish and shulchan arach, everyone agrees it's tummy. And everyone agrees that, that blood itself could be somewhat brown. Are we going to tar all the blood in the world because it's somewhat brown? No, so you have to only, you have to learn, start identifying what is purely brown like coffee and what has a tinge of red. And that's where the main mosaitis comes into the picture, which is as best as we can tell, is maximum from the last 100 years or so. It could be more. We don't, no way of, of saying, no way of telling. Um, just to tell you a little bit of where the Messiah comes from, in Eretz Yisrael, there was Ukraine, a Rav from Ukraine. He's known as the Teplika Rav. His name is Shimshanar and Polonsky. He went to Eretz Yisrael in 1922. He passed away in 1948. And all all of those with the, the Kaftans, and they all learned from him already in that dar, and from them there's hundreds, if not thousands of Talmidim, which have influenced even the Yeshiva Shavelt, and he apparently was Mekel in brown itself, he was Mekel in reddish-brown to a very extreme degree, and he seems to be the mocker of the most uh, lenient Messiahs. And of Hatzko Roth, who was famous here in America, as being very lenient, he spent many years in Eretz in his youth, and I would assume it should be obvious that he must have he must be the American representative of that shita here. In America, of course, we have the Debrit Sinner and the Piske Ben Moshe. They write that he was Mikhail from his shver. It was a step shver of Debrit Sin, and that's where it ends. It doesn't go past that. And even he's not Mekel as much. It's just about Taka being able to distinguish between brown and red. But at least you're learning how to be Mekel and brown. Ritzik Avriel is Magda, he says, my Rebbe, the puppet of, 
he was Makabal from a different guy in a town of the Rugas Abaisim from Hungary, and he was Machmir and Brain. Vechenya Daiti Shirabani Poilin Borusi Vigalitia Machmir and Beze, Ubungar and Makilim. That the Kula originates, it's clearly not that straightforward. We saw many Hungarian Rabban were Machmir and the Taplikaros in Ukraine, but that's what the Welt says. The Kulas come from Hungary. And uh, Rav Moshe was still Machmer and Brain, etc., etc. Even in Chabad, we know that many of the old Meir from back in the Haim didn't have any such Messiah at all. And most Meir and Chabad went and learned by the same uh, popular uh, Rabbanim that everyone goes to. And the next year, we didn't have a chance. There's just a small footnote we'll have to get to next time about whether there's any mashmos in the Tzemach Tzedek about Brain, There are a few uh, mashmos in here and there. But mainly, I'd like to continue in the next installment. We'll talk about the argument that people want to make that actually from the Mishnah and from Chazal, it's very clear that brown was in fact included in the shades of red in the Mishnah all along. And we'll also get to the controversy that broke out in the last 10-15 years, fighting against the Mesayda of the Tepla and arguing that it's essentially being Metaher Dam Nida B'Shufi.